from the Ron Miller Race Car Studio, this is the Hammer Down Racing Report. And now your hosts, Scott Hammer and Ron Miller. Welcome, race fans, to the Hammer Down Racing Report. <laughs> you okay over there? Yeah, I'm all right. Yeah. For September 26th, show number 102. Two. Yeah. Lots to cover tonight. Uh, some breaking news that uh, is hap- that's breaking even as we speak. We're not even sure what the news is because that's it's right. still breaking. That's how breaking the news All I can tell is. you is if you have any plans on going to the Dirty 30 at Sandusky Speedway on October 12th, we strongly urge you to go to their webpage or to the Hammerdown page and let us know that you want to be there. I, I did not put him up to this, Chris. This is, uh, yeah. So, anyways. Uh, yeah, we, we've got, yeah, we've got 20 minutes. We've got a. 20 minutes until what? We've got a big window. Until what? Do it now, folks. Oh. Yeah, if you, okay, well, fine. I guess we could try that approach. Yeah. I don't know if it's still there, though. That could be a problem. Um, let me check something real quick. Really? For, this makes for some good radio. Yeah, I, a lot of dead air, you know? Well, that's what happens when news Did, is did you announce who's in the studio tonight? No, I did not. Okay, Go ahead. Go we're ahead. here with Matt and Colin Shipley. They're going to talk about how their season went and Matt's first big feature win at Oakshade Raceway last weekend. That was a pretty crazy race. It was a big deal. Uh, uh, and, uh, yeah, we got all kinds of news uh, as well and uh, weekend weather pit stop. Yeah. See how many coming up a little later. We had a, another another different online winner this week. Online winner? You mean we nobody in the studio won, Scott? Well, we're always close. Yeah. Actually, I think our online winner was exact. So if we go to uh, SanduskySpeedway.com slash Dirty30 right now, SanduskySpeedway.com slash Dirty30, we'll give you about five minutes. We won't talk about anything important for uh, for five minutes. Right. <laughs> Everybody's just going to stop listening. <laughs> Uh, SanduskySpeedway.com slash Dirty30. Uh, I'll even post this in the comments if you're uh, watching us live on Facebook. Uh, and uh, Let's see those fingers fly, Scott. If you're a race car driver and you want to race in the Dirty30 and you haven't heard about it yet. Um, Do it now. Late model drivers, dirt late models, trucks and bombers right and the dirt late models are not sideboard cars or anything else it's it's just the way you race every week and uh go for it if you do want to race on on uh october 12th at sandusky speedway this is your this is pretty much your last opportunity to do so right um having uh there's there's been some concern with some sponsor issues uh with with the event so if uh and if you want to make sure there's enough interest in it right and if you'd like to sponsor the event um give chris mize a call right now yeah right meow quickly right meow what do you um, think matt i think it's working shipley towing could they uh shipley ship in 10 bucks <laughs> <laughs> we might have to win a few more times <laughs> <laughs> all right uh back to uh regular programming uh coming at you live from the ron miller race car studio uh we're live on facebook live on youtube and uh, on twitter i do believe unfortunately i can't monitor them all but i'm pretty sure we're there uh, if you have any uh, comments, you want to join the conversation, you can leave them on the Facebook Live. That's the only one I'm monitoring because I'm not three people and I can't monitor all of them. We do apologize. You can listen to us on demand on iHeartRadio, Google Play, iTunes, whatever your favorite podcasting platform is. We're on there. Toledo City Paper, Best of Toledo, is back. I just uh, posted something on our Facebook page today about that. They're taking 
uh, nominations right now. This is a nomination phase for their Best of Toledo. They do this every year. Last year we were nominated for uh, Best of Toledo Local Podcast. So we made it to the final six. We didn't win. So this year we're going to go out. We're going on with an all-out campaign. That's it. We And no Russian interference in the election. That's probably right. why we didn't get it You know, it that was year. the most political comment I have heard Scott Hammer ever I, make. I, I try and keep politics <laughs> out of this I, I know for, you're, you're for several the, reasons. You're about the most apolitical guy I know. and um, I hate politics. Yeah, yeah. Everything about it. But, Both sides. But, all sides. But Russian collusion actually caused like us to lose. That's what I think happened. Okay. They uh, got involved in the, I think they may have hacked uh, the uh, Toledo City Papers website. Seems legit. See, doesn't I, it, though? I, I, <laughs> sounds good to me. <laughs> So uh, help get us nominated and on the ballot, at least uh, for this year. And then we'll be pleading for you to vote for us once, yeah. once that, we are nominated. Yeah, that'll be a daily thing. The This right. is just, you need to go there once per email address. Take that however you want. Just once per email address, and uh, you can nominate us on there. And then uh, after if once we get on the ballot, once the voting starts, that's when you can vote for us every day. And we'll we'll definitely remind you. Every day. Pretty much. So that link uh, to uh, nominate, it's uh, on our Facebook page right now. If you go to uh, facebook.com slash Hammerdown Racing Report, uh, there's a link. I think there. it's also there. available to Toledo, Toledo City Paper.com. Yeah. Yeah, is that right there on our front page? You make your nominations. Best Choose of the media. Right. It's in the media category. It's the last one on there. Uh, local podcast. So you guys have a job to do when you get home we'll today. Do it. Right? All right. Appreciate that. Uh, tonight on the show, as we already <laughs> mentioned, Matt Shipley, Colin Shipley, Matt Shipley coming off. Uh, I still find it hard to believe that was your very first late model win. It was. Okay. Well, we'll talk more about that because it was uh, an interesting race. It was, for sure. Um, before we get to that, though, let's uh, cover some things uh, from last weekend. Area racing roundup. Things? Things. Okay. Cover some things. Unless uh, we want to talk about Ron Miller race cars and all his great service and products and yeah love of the hammer down racing report absolutely and Since we're getting to the time of year where if if you want a new chassis it's time to give us a call and you have gift cards too because the uh, holidays are coming up right right so same with the uh, halloween do people do you give out like uh like uh lug nuts or something for halloween scott we have been Spark at that plugs. location for 22 years and we've never had a single halloween you are kind of isolated there. I'll give yeah, you that. Yeah. All right. Well, one year, one of the first years we were there, we left a big pot of candy out on the front porch. One kid could have taken the whole pot. Nothing. Well, that was good for you then, right? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I don't even try anymore. Well, give Ron Miller a call. He might give you some candy too. 734-856-7223. 856-RACE. There you go. He fixed my car and it, uh, it was... Uh, I it told was, you it was going to be different. It was a lot different. I liked it. It was more faster. It was more faster through the corners, yes, than it had been before. That's a good thing. Uh, it is a good thing. I wasn't complaining. Well, and the track was different than track I was, was used fast. to, too. Yeah, yeah. you should know. You were a lot fast. Yeah. We kind of had a rookie set up on, on Hammer's car, and um, after he broke it, he tore up some shocks, and we made some adjustments and went a little more aggressive, and uh, he liked it. It was mostly the shock, wasn't it? It's, it's or did stuff. you do more stuff? It's stuff. That's great. All right. Well, good. If you don't share with it's me, then I can't basis. I won't an, give away my secrets you're, you're that I don't need, even know myself. You're in a need-to-know basis, right. Hammer. Come on, man. Last week, Fremont Speedway had the Jim and Joanne Ford Classic. 
Friday and Saturday night racing. Tim Schaefer uh, took the victory in the 410 sprints over Byron Reed and Kale Conley. Uh, in 305 sprint action, Paul Weaver took victory over last week's winner, Alvin Repke. Dirt trucks, it was Sean Villani. He uh, earned his 54th career victory over Kent Brewer. I don't think there's a surprise in any of those winners, Scott. No, well, and, and neither in this one. After his uh, victory in the uh, Richmond Xfinity race on uh, Friday night, Christopher Bell debuted his own sprint car team to take the uh, 410 sprint victory in the Jim and Joanne Ford Classic finale on Saturday at Fremont. Yeah, he had a pretty good weekend. It was a pretty good weekend for him, yeah. Um, he started 13th, took the lead on lap 18. He lapped up to 8th place. So, uh, sounds like a pretty good uh, debut. Yeah. And uh, then he got a cup How right. come you didn't do that in your late model debut? Well, I'm not that good. No. Well, okay. At least you're honest. I thought maybe it was not that much, not that much money or, behind him. Yeah. Uh, Jamie Miller won the 305 feature, and uh, Valeni chalked up another win. That would be career win number 55 in the dirt truck. And uh, Fremont is done for the season after last weekend. So the racing's starting to get scarce it this is. time of year. It really is. Oak Jade Raceway hosted the uh, Papa Boiler Bomber Spectacular on Saturday. William Bubba Kundick was the big winner there he was pretty excited to to oh, win that thousand dollars um and that was a caution free race too green to not checker. so much in the late models no but the bombers usually they're the, I'm sure we're going to talk about yeah yeah we will <laughs> there's uh usually a lot of aggressive driving in the the bomber spectacular because especially usually, for a grand to win yeah and caution for and it's, even the heat races didn't seem right. too uh violent so to speak so you they, made it through i did races. they put on some good races yeah, it was some. Late model heat races were pretty violent. Talking to the mic. Late model heat races were there pretty violent. <laughs> I'll move it. There you go. Um, Toledo Speed... Oh, wait. Before we get to that, Matt Shipley got his first uh, late model win. Also at Saturday, on Saturday at uh, Oak Chain. Jerry Signer was the uh, sportsman winner. Corey Gum picked up another compact feature win. Toledo Speedway had the uh, Glass City 200. Uh, do you know who won that? I don't. Caden? Caden won that. Caden what? Caden Lapsevich? Lapkevich? Yeah. Lapkevich? I was hoping you knew his name so you'd say it and I wouldn't have to. Uh, he took the lead from J.R. Rorig on a uh, restart with three laps to go and went on to the victory in the ARCA Late Model Gold Cup Series portion of the Central Transport Glass City 200. Johnny Van Dorn won uh, the ARCA CRA Super Series Late Model 100, and Chase Berta took the CRA Junior Late Model Feature win. Also, Toledo Speedway, done for the season. How, old, how old was he, Chase? I don't know. Did, did, it didn't say? Okay. Because that's the, that's the Junior Late Models, and I was... Uh, I, I'm, I'm just kind of impressed with that class, yeah. Right. How many cars uh, do they have in it, do you know? For the Junior class? Yeah. I don't know. Um, I was busy Saturday night. I was a little busy, too. 2020 uh, schedule should be coming out during the holiday season for Toledo Speedway. So it'll be interesting to see uh, if it's similar to this year or uh, if they maybe do a few more shows. I don't know. We'll find out the holiday season. Bearfield Motorsports Park was in action on Saturday, Friday. No, Saturday. Saturday through Sunday. That's what it was. Started at noon on Saturday. Um, I bring this up because uh, former guests uh, finished had a podium finish in right. the, in the Grocery Getter Classic. They did the very first one of that last year. Are you familiar? Did you you heard about that I race? Have, yeah. That race, uh, twenty four hours. Um, Sounds like a good time <laughs> over there in 
uh, Fort Wayne, Indiana. There's actually there's been some uh, copy copycat races. Not really copycat, but uh, you know, because it's not like they're. I don't know. It's more of a specialty flattery. Event? It's like flattering race. You know, it's like yeah. oh, that was a good idea. We're going to do that too, kind of thing. So oh yeah, there's been some other. I think Atomic did one or two, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, uh, Bearfield this uh, past weekend, Chip Heinzelman was the winner. He completed, guess how many laps you complete in 24 hours? Ooh. If we win, do we get a prize? If we guess the no. amount of laps? No. Mm, He's usually good at math. That's oh, why well, I, I am, but wow. 24 hours, uh, you gotta, you can, he'll figure the average lap time. Is that a half mile? And I think they were running on the uh, the shorter track. Well, and like all a, those guys are going to have have repairs. I, I'm I'm thinking, ooh, twenty five hundred, three thousand three hundred and eighty seven laps. I was well, way off. Uh, Rod Morrison finished second with three thousand three hundred and twenty one laps, and Joe Nicoloy, who was uh, on our show, was that last year? Uh, it was shortly after that race a year yeah. ago. How would you like to have the job as a scorer at that race? It's all transponders. They, oh. they, they rely on the transponders for that. And apparently uh, last year they had issues because uh, uh, they had to send the, all the data out because the, the transponder system wasn't, was it Westhold that does that system? Yeah. and It, it wasn't made for, for 20, uh, 24 that long of a race <laughs> so that it was over, the data was overwhelmed and I think it took like a couple days yeah, for them to process it. Yeah, quit counting at a thousand laps or yeah. something. Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, Joe, Nic- Joe Nicoloy, uh, they finished third, completed uh, 3,218 laps. And I know he had some extensive uh, repairs yeah. he had to make. Huge crew, and I guess they uh, they performed flawlessly. Not too bad. Matt Swander says 3,900 plus. You're a little too high, Matt. Not much. Um, Bearfield uh, Motorsports, uh, I just did that. World of Outlaws, let's go to that. Donnie Schatz led all but one lap of uh, night one of the Outlaw Boot Hill Showdown at Dodge City Raceway in Kansas. That was on Friday night. Uh, Brad Sweet led all 30 laps on the second night for the uh, the win on Saturday. Carson uh, Macedo led uh, early at uh, Jackson Speedway. This was last night. And lost the lead to Sheldon Hoddenshield, but uh, regained the lead after Hoddenshield bobbled and got the win. So Macedo got the win last night. Upcoming for them is uh, the uh, Four Crown at Eldora on Friday night. And then uh, Saturday, they're on to Lurderville in Pennsylvania for the World of Outlaws. The All-Star Circuit of Champions, Aaron Reitzel, put on another dominating performance, leading every lap at Williams Grove on Friday night. Uh, Saturday, Brian Maniath passed Reitzel on lap 25 to win the Dirt Classic at Lincoln Speedway. Reitzel is back on top, winning his 15th All-Star feature on Sunday at Hagerstown in Maryland. Their uh, next race and final race of the season, Four Crown Nationals, on Saturday at Eldora. And Reitzel has all but sewn up that uh, championship there with his 15th. I'm not questioning that 15 races, but boy, it seems like we're talking about Aaron Reitzel every single week. Well, that's why he's on top of the points. I, I'm thinking. <laughs> uh, Tyler Erb grabbed the win, uh, passing Hudson O'Neill on lap 47 to win the shootout at Kokomo Speedway last Friday. Saturday, Hudson O'Neill came out on top at his home track, Brownstown Speedway in Indiana, in the 40th annual Jackson 100. Uh, their next race, uh, they're off this weekend. Next race is uh, the 4th of October, Raceway 7, and then uh, Pittsburgh PA Motor Speedway the next night. 
October 5th. Uh, State Line uh, Speedway track champion Max Blair beat out uh, World of Outlaw Morton Buildings late model regulars last Thursday night at uh, State Line Speedway. So... What local, about, local guy beat the uh, the traveling guys last what, what, uh, what about Erie's Speedway on the weekend? I didn't get that. Erie's, oh, well, that was uh, where Rusty went, but that, that wasn't that a world, is. That wasn't a, was that a World of Outlaws? No, it show? wasn't, but it was a, it was a We're pretty high pay, it was a pretty high paying event. It was 6,000 to win. Yes. Friday and, and Saturday. Yeah. All right, let me get through these and then we'll talk about that one. Shane Clanton right. dominated uh, for the win Friday at uh, Outlaw Speedway. Daryl Lanigan led off 40 laps Saturday at Sullins Grove uh, Speedway. Did I pronounce that right? Is that how you pronounce that? Sullins Grove. Okay. Sullins Grove. Uh, next race for the World of Outlaw Series late models is Thursday, October 3rd at Livonia Speedway in Georgia. Then they go off to South Carolina. Uh, Cherokee Speedway there and 411 Speedway in Tennessee on the 5th of October. So uh, no Lucas Oil or World of Outlaw late model racing this weekend. Erie Speedway, I remember uh, you were, who was saying that uh, Rusty was there? Yeah, Rusty was there uh, both Friday, Saturday. I guess he had some, ran okay in the heat race, uh, didn't run so well in the feature, and uh, I watched the video from Saturday's race, uh, Came fairly deep in the field and uh, came real close to winning the thing. So who won? It's a big name. I can't remember. Is it Clan? No, no. Clan. Um, One star. I can't remember. It's a big yep. name though. Anyway, Hess was there. It was huge. It was so big oh. we can't contain it. Uh, Christopher Bell. We mentioned him uh, earlier. He. Uh, Led uh, 238 of the 250 laps in the Xfinity Go Bowling 250 at Richmond on Friday night. Uh, that was the uh, debut Frank. for for Mike Marlar. Chubb Frank. Chubb Frank. Chubb Franks. Uh, Mike Marlar made his uh, Xfinity Series debut at Richmond, and uh, it wasn't uh, such a good one. He got involved in an accident on the first lap and uh, was done. So that, that's not a good way to start. No. Not as good of a weekend as... Uh, um, Christopher Bell had. Uh, 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 next race uh, for... Now, did you have Christopher Bell in your NASCAR news? Yeah, that's what we were just talking. He uh, won. He led. Did no, no, no. I think he was... Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, right. that's coming up. Well, yeah, All right. I got gotcha. you. Sure. Sure. We talked about him already. He debuted a sprint car team. He won Friday at Richmond. And, yeah, there's one more piece of news one, regarding one really Christopher good news. Bell. If you're Christopher Bell, yeah. Uh, next race for the Xfinity Series is the Drive for the Cure 200 at the Charlotte Roval on Saturday. It's going to be 3.30 on NBCSN. Martin Truex Jr. recovered after uh, getting spun out to win his second consecutive cup race on Saturday. Uh, Eric Jones had uh, finished fourth, but uh, he lost that position after he failed post-race inspection. So he got credit with last. Wow. I think he got one point or something. Uh, their next race is also at the uh, Charlotte Roval, the Bank of America Roval 400 on Sunday, 2.30. That race should be on NBC. IndyCar finished up their series with the Grand, or their season with the Grand Prix of Monterey on Sunday. Colton Herta led all but two laps. It was his second win of the season. Joseph uh, Newgarden ended up winning the NTT IndyCar Point Championship. So they're done for oh, good. this year. I know you're excited about that. <laughs> 
Some other random notes. Uh, Buddy Kofoid uh, went to Jacksonville Speedway in Jacksonville, Illinois, for his first midget race of the year. He drove a midget for um, Keith Coons. Keith Coons. And Curb uh, Al Aguilar Motorsports. Yep. Yep, that's exactly it. He won his heat race, started on the pole of the feature, led every lap, took the victory there. So, pretty it good. must be boring to be Buddy Kofor. I know. You, you start out front Spr- and drive away. Uh, he's good in midgets and uh, good in sprint cars. Uh, back to Christopher Bell. After he got that win at uh, Fremont on Saturday night in the Jim and Joanne Ford Classic thing, uh, it was announced earlier this week he ha- will be replacing... My favorite guy, Matty D. Yeah. Matt DiBenedetto, which has already been announced. He's uh, going to be driving. For the Wood Brothers. In the 21 car next Correct. year. So he's already got a cup ride. So we're all good with Matty D. And uh, no surprise, though, that Christopher Bell has been named the uh, driver uh, in the, Le- is it Levine family? I've been saying Levine. Levine family. Are you sure? Yeah. I've heard Levine. Whatever. The guy, the 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 car, the 95 car that uh, DiBenedetto was driving. Easy uh, there, Scott. Yeah, I know. So next year, he'll be uh, in that car. Christopher Bell in the uh, Cup Series. He's earned it. Oh, yeah. absolutely. I don't know what else he needs to do to get in that, but uh, in some uh, dirt news, dirt late model news, Dirt on Dirt is reporting that Devin Moran and Dunn Benson Ford will part ways after the Dirt Track World Championship. No future plans were reported by either team. And one, one final note. Nope, two final notes. IndyCar TV viewership was actually up over last year, 9% this Really? Year. Yeah. It was uh, the first year. I keep hitting my... We're going to move this. Oh, um, easy. Yeah, sounded good, didn't easy. it? Easy. Uh, it was the first year that NBC has uh, had the exclusive uh, media rights for that series. Mm-hmm. So and somehow NBC is making it work for IndyCar. Maybe it was just the attendance at Indy that made it better. I don't know. There were some races that were on NBC Broadcast Network, you know, the same weekend where the NASCAR races were on, you know, relegated right. to the cable network, NBCSN. So, I mean, that probably helped being on the broadcast network, which reaches right. more people than uh, the cable network. Right. So maybe they could do that for NASCAR. I don't know. Maybe that would help them out. Final uh, note here, Chris, Chris uh, Busher. Will return to Roush Fenway Racing, replacing Ricky Stenhouse Jr. in the number 17 car in Cup action next year. So it's silly season in the Cup se- series. Wonder what Danik is going to do. Well, they broke up like years ago. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, she'll no travel. more no more free pit passes. She'll uh, she'll go. Yay! I don't I don't know. I have no answer to that. So Matt Chipley's in the studio with us this week, and uh, Matt just posted what I just said about Chris Pusher. Anyways, um, <laughs> sorry, I got distracted. Different Matt, Matt the Flagman. Gotcha. Matt Chipley in the studio with us. Uh, you got your first late model win ever, apparently. Does this include crate late models as well? It does. So Second it's, it's, every time. I find this hard to believe. Yeah, I ran a year out at Fremont with the crates, and I think I finished second six times that year. I would have thought, sure, that yeah. you won one over there. Nope. Yeah, second in the championship. And second in the championship there. We got a whole wall, just second, everything. Second? <laughs> Stop. Wasn't so there? you. So, yeah. so do you. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, I've got a wall in my room. It's Colin Shipley also with us over here, and you've had a pretty good season. We're going to talk to you, too. Um, 
that season you were there, as I recall, like I think it was the last race of the season. Was it Kai Harper that had a nasty flip? Yeah. Um, I don't know if it was the last race of the season. It, it was toward been. the end. Yeah. He flipped over top. Yeah, he under I drove still underneath him. I thought, I thought you were kind of in that somehow. Still but. Couldn't, he still won that one. <laughs> Wait, after he flipped? Mm-hmm. He flipped across the finish line. Oh, that's yeah. right. It was at the finish. I forgot about that. Yeah. Did you finish second in that race? Third, actually. Oh. Well, I guess that would be less disappointing than to finish <laughs> right. second to a, a flipping car. But uh, all right, well, back to the, this, your first win, which I still find I still wrapping my head around that. Well, you sure seem surprised I, when I passed for the lead, <laughs> according to your voice. It was. I think it was more because <laughs> you were in that uh, that wreck. Right. But we'll talk about that, too. How many years have you been in a, a late model now? Um, When did I get back in? Four, four years. years. Been four years. So this now? has been four years in the making. Yep. See, this is why another reason I find it hard to believe that it's taken this long for you to get there. You. Well, it's not easy to get a late model win. Oh, that's true. Especially around here. Race with a three-time UMP national champion every time. Well, you think maybe some of that would uh, rub off, right? No, it hasn't. Well, you just got to put your socks <laughs> in the right spot. Does he share any uh, information with you? Oh, yeah. We get we get all the information. Okay. So that, that definitely helps. And the fact sure. that sure. If, if he was uh, at Oakshade this past weekend, do you, do you think you still would have beat him? Okay, Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> good answer. Yes. The car was perfect. There was nothing wrong. It was one of those star-crossed nights. So. Exactly. You know how about every night you go racing, nothing can ever go right? It was just the opposite. You got one of those nights where everything was It didn't matter what I did, I still ended up with a win. Even with the car parked on top of you, right? You had a flat left front. I had a flat left front for two laps. Last two laps. Oh. uh, Well, maybe that made you faster. Yeah. (laughs) Did you win the heat race on uh, Saturday? Okay. I think I might have been running back to the pits at that point in time. Yeah, it all started with our first good pill draw of the year. What'd you draw? An eight. Ooh. Yeah. That does help. That's fun. That really helps. Yeah. Where, did, where did you end up starting in the, the feature? Seventh. Okay. Were you at all surprised by the car count Saturday? I I, I know I Absolutely. was. Absolutely. I made my trailer real wide, and I got yelled at by Chrissy. <laughs> yeah? I was like, well, I wasn't expecting anybody to be here. And there was, what, 35? 35, 35 cars, 30? yeah. Good turnout. We had a lot of a lot of Michigan drivers came of, down because I don't think some any of the Michigan's finest were down there. D- then you beat them. Mm-hmm. We did, yeah. <laughs> but you've raced good. you've raced uh, with those guys uh, quite a bit with the yeah. ethanol series. Yeah, we so raced with them a lot. So you're familiar with most of them and, sure. and how to drive everybody, and sure. So that kind of helps. Yeah. Have you been running the uh, ethanol series? on and off? Okay, so you're not really going for the championship this year. No. Okay. No. Um. So okay, let's go back to this race. So. There's a big rack, and it takes out about half the field, right? What was your part? What two happened? Thirds of the field, maybe like all Three the quarters. whole field. Those two cars. <laughs> the whole field, maybe. I don't know. It, it was like a, it was like watching a race at Talladega, and it was the big one because everybody just kind of piled into it. But uh, from your perspective, walk us through what happened. Um, well, earlier in the race, um, we were underneath the fifty car. Um, Ryan Missler, right? Um. And I felt like we were a little bit better than he was, and he was running up top. So my thought was is there wasn't really anything up there to get a hold of. Um, Usually he runs pretty good up there or wherever. Um, So when I got stuck on the top for the the restart there, I went into one expecting to slide up a little bit and expecting the 94 to stay down a little bit. And 
got a good run, and he slid up a little, and I ran into the back of him. And we both spun out in front of the whole field and pretty much collected everybody. Did he uh, Did he come talk to you at all? I went and talked to him afterwards. Because oh, it wasn't intentional. No. And I didn't no. even, from uh, from the tower, I, I thought he spun on his own. I couldn't tell until I was watching Ryan Missler's video from a different angle. And I was like, it looks like Mac may have gotten into yeah. him a little there. And, and actually, I think Missler thought it was his fault because he cut his left rear down. Yeah. Right as that happened. And he may have come up a little bit and... Mike moved up to avoid him, and just one of those. Whole, it was just racing deal where and everybody's was, bunched up on a restart. Right, and I was I was beating myself up about it quite a bit, and I just kept watching the videos, and it it's just one of those racing. Were deals you? I mean, what are you thinking in, in the car at that time? I mean, were you? Oh, I was thinking it was the night was over, for sure. We took some. Yeah, well, so wait, wait, how how much damage did you get? Because everybody just piled in. What exactly um, happened to you? Because you were buried in the middle. I couldn't even basically see. Basically just bent the left front spindle, ended up with about three inches of toe out. Just enough. Right. <laughs> Evidently, it was it was a good uh, good adjustment. So other than that, uh, just cosmetic? Yeah. Just did, so how Not bad? too much cosmetic, really. So how bad uh, did it handle bumper. then with that toe out there? Uh, it handled great. Okay. Yeah. Did it make it better? Did we learn uh, something? I, I don't know. Well, we're we're gonna add a little bit of toe out to it this week. Um, Keep sneaking back setup, up on that not, three inches, right? From the three inches, but uh, um, yeah, I mean the car was was phenomenal, off, obviously. But um, bent the bumper a little bit, but not up too far or down too far to where it affected the car any. So, so you're thinking, like you said, that you're done. At that point? Oh, absolutely. Were you surprised when it was a complete new lineup? Right. So first of all, I'm thinking <laughs> show's over for me. We're at the back. Right. I, you know, I have the, the tow truck guy take a look around. He says I'm good to go. And as I'm pulling away, Pam comes on the on the radio and says, everybody back to where they started or everybody gets their spot back. And I was like, yeah, there were too Wait, many cars seriously? involved in oh, it to th- charge There was everybody. just, there there was was just no way they could sort that out. Right, right. yeah, right. Um, I heard some complaints about that, but in all I'm, honesty... I'm sure there would be. There, there, was, there was just no way they could sort it out. Right, right. It was if, yeah, it, it basically, if you went to the pits, you went to the back, but everybody else, if, you know, if you're right. able to continue, right. get your spot back. So you restarted second, so, I do believe, right? Yeah, because the 50 had a flat tire, mm-hmm. um, and then the 94, I think he you said went he had been in a... An upper control arm, okay. uh, so that started me second. So, what is your uh, what's your mindset then, right before going back to green? I mean, at that point, did you were you like, well, maybe I have a chance, or geez, I um, hope the car's okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was part of it. I didn't know how it was going to feel going in to turn one, and you had to go speed. charging in because you're at the front of the field, right? So, you know, my mindset is is do I hurry up and tuck in behind Milky and try to hold on to second, you know? And we went into turn one, and I felt something up there, and I was like, "Well, I'm not here for second. So we went after it, and it, it turned, it worked out for us. So, but how many laps after that restart did were you uh, thinking that, hey, I could get my win, the the first win tonight? Um, it was probably four or five laps after that. Um, I didn't feel any any more pressure from the 87, and you know, we were coming up on the back of the field, and it's like, could this is this really happening right now? <laughs> <laughs> is 
is this my chance? So then I'm thinking, all right, don't screw it up. Oh, crap, that, lapped cars. Now right, what, are we right. gonna, what am I going to do? Which way are they going, you know? And, and yeah, it was just uh, – it was amazing. Then I start thinking about my parents are probably going nuts in the stands, and, you know, you shouldn't be thinking about any of that stuff when you're out there racing. But It um, does. Right, right. You'd be surprised how many different things I thought about. You should mic yourself <laughs> up and, and say it out loud. Right, right. <laughs> So how, I mean, were you thinking every lap was like, where's the white flag? Where's the white flag? Yeah. Where's the the longest race? Where were you in this whole mess, Colin? Uh, I was fighting for seventh. Okay. It was me, Shields, and Noonan. Yeah. Yeah, Those guys are easy. One's a a cheater anyways, right? (laughs) Right. And your dad was wondering, well, am I going to lap him? Is he going (laughs) to pass me? What's going to happen now? I was hoping I'd be okay with him passing me at that point. I understand. So the only thing better would have been a one-two finish, maybe. Sure. Okay. So that's so, the goal this weekend. So how big was it to win at to get your first win at Oakshade? Um, I mean, the whole thing was really emotional. Um, you work so hard, and you want it so bad for so long. Um, you start thinking that you can't do it. You know. Um, well, four years. I mean. Yeah, I mean, you just think that you're just not capable of it. I mean, look at the guys we race against. You know. Um, you get people saying, well, you know, go race here or there where the competition isn't so tough, you know, and you might get a win. Where is that? Where do people say the competition isn't so tough? Um, it's not important. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know, and, and a lot of times I'm racing regional races and not just local races and stuff. And, you know, I like racing with those guys and, and you're competitive with them. Yeah. I feel like we're competitive. I mean, I'll finish top 10 at a, 10,000 win race or a 1,200 win race. That's what Rusty and I were talking about. It doesn't matter. I'll fin- finish 10th at Oakshade for 1,200 bucks or 7th at Merritt for 10,000, you know? <laughs> it's just... From from my perspective, and I, and I was really impressed watching you, um, leading a race is one of the hardest things you can do. Oh, yeah. Because you don't know if you should save a little or if you should go flat out um, what the lap cars are going to do. Leading a race is difficult. Oh, it's terrible. It's the worst thing in the world. <laughs> I learned that in carts. It's the worst I'd thing in take, the world. take the lead on the last lap. Then you don't have Absolutely. To <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you don't know if you're fast. Um, you it's, know, a mental, it's a it, mental thing. It is. I mean, I was expecting pressure from the 87 on the bottom. Everybody was on the bottom. Um, Maybe that's why you got the win. I mean, you and that, and that could be, but there was other cars, you know, running the top that just couldn't couldn't make it work. Um, the car was just, it was perfectly balanced and it was. And it had three inches of toe out. Right. <laughs> so right. other than the three inches of toe out, did you take any other notes? Uh, how, did you do anything different to the car? Um, I ended up moving some weight. Um, and it's something Rusty had told me to do last year. <laughs> so it um, took you a year to do it. But then <laughs> Dusty did it and then he won. Ah. So I was like, there might be something to that. Well, your shocks, remember? <laughs> Yeah, your traction shock out. Yeah, and inches, just the like placement of the traction shock. A few couple couple weeks ago, we moved that at Merritt. You don't want to give me. away too much of your yeah. secrets. Um, but it, I mean, really, I think it was just just moving that weight that made the big difference. It did. You could could you tell in the the handling of the car? Yeah, yeah. Um, I was I I was basically taking weight from the back and the center of the car and moving it in front of the mid plate. Um, and I was just so worried about taking traction out of the car that I never did it. Um, 
Now, will this is this uh, something that'll work at other tracks, or or is it? Just yeah, I mean, it's the way Rusty runs his car all the time. Okay. Um, so, and, you, so you may have found something that's going to help you out, uh, not just at Oakshade, but anywhere. Oh, you go. certainly. Yeah, yeah, should help. And it, it ended up seeming to add traction. So figure that out, Ron. Go fit. Uh, <laughs> I'll have to run that through the computer. Right. Right. Three, and three that's thousand. what Rusty says. I was like, "How did it add traction?" He's like, <laughs> "It's magic, right?" FM. Yeah. That's Rusty what, says he's tried everything else. Might as well right, try that, and it right, worked. Right. FM technology, freaking magic. So yeah, and then you know, with two laps to go, um, I couldn't decide whether to go high or low on a lap car, and ended up getting pinched up towards the wall and cut my left front down. Ended up running the last two laps with the flat left front. Well, at least it was your left front. That's right. the least important one. Right. But. They weren't real impressed when I was trying to go over the scales, though, and my <laughs> nose was dragging the scales up. And so it was totally flat. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't yeah. just losing air. You, it, was it was flat. Okay. We had to change yeah. it to get the car back to the trailer after victory lane. I did not even know yeah. that. Did we not had to notice. go back to the trailer to get a tire and jack and stuff and go back to victory lane to change a tire to drive it back. So could you tell it was flat then when you were driving it? Because it, um, like, it didn't look like you slowed down. On the last lap, it felt like it was getting a little harder to handle. Get a little pushy? Yeah, just jerky more than, than anything. When I slowed down, it started going thump, 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 thump. <laughs> Whoa. Like, oh, that's the problem. Right. So if we would have had a caution, I would have been in real trouble. Cool. Now, do you have a, a favorite track? Is it, I, mean, um, I mean, Oakshade's, uh, you know, my hometown track. Um you know, we always like racing there, especially, I mean, it seems like they've done a really good job here um, recently with, with track prep as to compared to how it has been in the past, um, and it's getting to be more fun again for us. Okay. What, um, what would be your second favorite track then? Man. At least maybe a place you've had the, the most fun, second most fun. You know, I, I, I like Merritt. Um it can be racy at times. They've done a good job here recently with track prep as well. When Izzo was there is when that was the best track right. ever. I really like Plymouth. Plymouth is fun. Um, starts out super fast. and You like those Michigan goes, tracks. Goes super slick. Well, Plymouth is Indiana. Right. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Um, I haven't really raced. I mean, I've, you know, I've run all the Michigan tracks a lot, running the yeah. ethanol tour and stuff. But, um, Belclair, probably my favorite. Where's that at? Illinois. Illinois. Huh. It is maybe a quarter mile. And the outside outside wall is uh, railroad ties. Okay. You could probably reach out and give the drivers high fives while they're going down because everybody's in the infield. Your crew stands in the infield in case you get a flat or they have to rip the fenders off so you can keep going. You you could literally give them five standing (laughs) at the inside wall. And you're going slow enough to probably do so. (laughs) <laughs> wow but it's fun so it's more of a uh a handling track then definitely not an engine track no definitely not an engine track yeah okay. we should take my car there yeah so as far as uh wins because you've had wins uh you've raced the bomber for years years ago where is this in the late model is this your biggest win oh definitely yeah. okay definitely does it even, I mean, does any of your other wins even compare to that? No. Maybe your first win no. ever? No? Okay. No. You never won a Bomber Spectacular or anything? No. Closest I got was third. Okay. So, um, I mean, we had a good run in a, in a Bomber Spectacular going from the back to the front a couple times, but 
um, nothing compares to this. I mean, I, I, don't, know, think that, that, I don't think back then I, I worked as hard as I do now to try to get that win. So I think that's what makes it so special. And the level of competition? Right, right. I mean, there was there was good bomber drivers back then. Um, <laughs> there was good ones was back a, then, not anymore. Uh, but. Oh, I mean, there's still, <laughs> there still is. I, there was 120 cars there when I was oh, yeah. racing, you know. Um, so but like, it's just, you know, late models, it's your, your stuff has to be right on, and you have to be right on, you know. To be, or or you can be on the lunch. I mean, I'll be, you're two turns off on on a right rear, and you're a tenth place car instead of a third place car. So there's a fine line you gotta gotta get. Sure, sure. Okay. For a guy like me, unless you're, you know, a national level talent, and you can take that tenth place car and <laughs> win with it, you know. <laughs> so are, are the ex- expectations uh, a little bit higher now after getting your first win? Now, is... I mean, we hope to keep it rolling. Okay. Well, you find you got that setup working for right, it, so. right? We, I mean, we should be there. good as far as that goes. Yeah. Well, Saturday there were some feature winners that didn't make the show. Yeah, there was. So, uh, and, it tells you how tough the field was. And uh, you know, there's a few guys from Michigan that were that are some of the Michigan's best, really. Absolutely. Um, so, I mean, that made it even more special. Okay. Would it? Would it have been even better if Rusty was there and you beat him? You know, my dad asked me that. <laughs> He's like, well, don't you wish Rusty was there? And I'm like, heck no, I don't wish he was there. <laughs> but, but if you yeah, beat that, him, though. Yeah, I mean, that would that would be cool. For I'm sure. sure he would have been giving you a high five or a oh, hug yeah. or something. Yeah. No kisses. Though, he was right? excited. A lot of people at your trailer Saturday? Yeah, a lot of people stopping in and, and saying good job. And then the, the social media stuff was really overwhelming with congrats and well, that's cool. stuff. Yeah. And you were talking uh, when we had you on last time about your sponsorship program. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I bet your your sponsors are pleased with that. Yeah, and 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 that'll help you get more. It's I nice mean, to be able to do that for them. Um, you know, that's not the most important thing for for sponsors. You know, I mean, product sponsors and stuff. Sometimes it is because they want to see their products well, they, winning. Well, they, yeah, they want um, to be on a winning car. Right, right. Um, that's why they sponsor you. <laughs> right. Um, but you know, like the other sponsors and stuff. Um, you know, it's still nice to be able to do that for them. You know, to do this, I mean, I get invited on here and be able to 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 mention their names and go ahead and mention um, their names. You know, like Jim White Honda is <laughs> a the huge part this year. Um, Rick's truck and equipment sales on a Canton, Ohio is a big part. Velocita uh, Fire Suits. Velocita, as the shirt says. Swift Springs, Bill Steen Shocks, um, Schaefer's Oil. Dominator race products, you know, they're they're all a big part. So, so what's left uh, this season for for Matt Shipley? Well, we planned on going to Plymouth, but with the weather the way, and it's that's looking, Indiana, not Michigan. Indiana, correct. Yeah. Uh, logistically, it's tough. We would have had to load Collins' car up into Tyler's hauler, um, and then if Plymouth rains out, they either go to Illinois, and then his car's stuck with them in Illinois. So we just decided to stay home, and, and we're going to take the tops off for Oakshade this weekend. My uh, office mate uh, upstairs right. I work with, he, uh, he's like, I hear uh, there's going to be topless models at Oakshade this weekend. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. We can only hope. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, Matt, the flag man, he said he's going to go topless. Oh, nice. No, no, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> not so much. So what's... Uh, 
Uh, is that going to be your last race of the year? Anything else? No, we're gonna players? we're gonna run the dome race in St. Louis. Are you really? Yeah, okay. I've registered for it two years in a row and haven't gone yet. So we're doing it this year. What about Cal? One car, two cars. This is my last one. Just one car. So I meant, are you running the dome? So you're done after OK this weekend, then. He's relegated to crew chief for that weekend. He is. I don't think I'm old enough for the dome. I think you got to be 16, like Eldora. How old? Check. I'm 14. Are we allowed to ask how old people are? This isn't a job interview, so I can ask how old you are. I don't see why not. (laughs) (laughs) So you're 14, and you've been in the late model for how many years now? Uh, It's one. I thought you had a few few races last last year. Okay. End of the season. Five last year. Yeah. And then I blew up. Well, that's not good. Blew up the engine. You didn't. I didn't. I'm still here. <laughs> so how? Uh, tell us about your first uh, season in a in a late model here. It was pretty good. I think we we ran Oakshade six times and three out of six have gotten top ten. You've been very competitive. I mean, how 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 is it running in the late model? I mean, uh, is it fun? Is it what's the what's a cool? What it's, do you like most about it? It's definitely fun. At first, it was difficult because the cars are so backwards compared to go karts, but. A little bigger than the go-kart. It's way bigger. Colin, tell <laughs> us a little bit about your car. Mm, I've got a 604 crate. We've got mild steel uh, Rayburn. The only difference between our cars is the engine, and he's got a doe call. I didn't realize you were running a crate. The only difference is about 450 horse. Is that all? Mm-hmm. That's not that much. <laughs> <laughs> so he might do good at that uh, railroad tie yeah, wall track. Yeah. Where there's you don't need I mean, much I mean, he does, does good at Oak Shade. Yeah, you I, you know, recently, and you did pretty we've been, good. We've been using some horsepower here recently. I was well, going to say you, you used yeah. to run the the crate late model at Oakshade right. periodically too, yeah. and did was very competitive. Yeah, I've ran a six hundred two there and a five twenty five. Same with Brad. Yeah, Brad Eitner has. Okay, so uh, what's your plans uh, for next year? You know, Oakshade this weekend's your last race this year. Talk Dad into a big motor. Yeah, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, Trying that's to. the plan. Um, I think uh, he's going to follow the ethanol tour uh, in its entirety. Uh, really? We have, they, they haven't uh, put out their schedule for next year yet, have they? No. I know they keep expanding every year. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm not sure what they're doing yet. No worries uh, about that for doing some traveling like that? No. You'll um, be doing the same thing then, Matt? Um, when I can, I guess. Um, just depends. I mean, you know, we don't have a two-car hauler, so. Not yet. Right. You need a sponsor. <laughs> we need a bigger sponsor. Win a few crown jewels, and then we can, <laughs> yeah. you know, get one of those. But uh, um, yeah, that's going to be our main focus: is him, him running the ethanol tour next year. So, where else uh, did you run this year? See, this year we went to Merritt and Oakshade. Really, I don't think we went anywhere else. Nothing at ninety six. No, not for him. No, not, nothing <laughs> at Attica. Uh, we went to Attica once. Yeah, you did run. Yeah, Attica. forgot what, about that. What was your uh, best finish this year? I want to say sixth. Okay. Six at Oakshade. It's respectable, especially at Oakshade with the, sure. the competition level there. Um, running the ethanol, that's right. Okay, never mind. So you're not running for any track championships or anything next year? Mm-mm. Just, just rookie of the ju- year. Just the ethanol championship. Just, the, just that. Just a little yeah. thing like that. Okay. Tentative. Tentative. Tentatively. Plans could change? Oh, always. You know how racing goes. Plans I are I always do. changing. What's, uh, what's your long-term goal? I mean, you're already in a late model. I mean... And you're 14. Where do you where do you go from there? I don't really know. Okay, it's wherever it takes me. All right. So you don't have any like aspirations to uh, go uh, sprint car racing, ARCA racing, NASCAR, well, Formula I'm, One. I mean, 
like World of Outlaws or Lucas is really the only thing I could dream of going to. Okay. Late model. Then. You want to stick with the mm-hmm. uh, the stock car then? Okay. Have you ever driven uh, open wheel? Not including go-karts? Mm-mm. Yeah. You're in a quarter midget. Oh, yeah. But that was only like one race. Yeah. That still counts. Yeah. Yeah. How was that? It was different. It was the first time I've ever been into like a quarter midget, and it was on. It was concrete. Yeah. Yeah, we were indoor. How'd you do? I did pretty bad. Yeah, not so good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not so good. <laughs> of course, you had fuel leaking one time, and well, I was in the uh, cart. One time, uh, my fuel the fuel cells are like right between your legs, and the cap popped off, so I had fuel all over my legs. It happened twice. The one time it came off the engine. Oh, so that happened in both carts actually. So in the quarter midget, the fuel cells behind you, and you're all strapped in in like full containment, so it was leaking all down my back. And then we went into the Seems cart. a little dangerous. Stopped. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> and we got into the cart the next day, and the fuel cap popped off right between my legs and splashing all over. That's very dangerous. I think we got second that race. As, yeah, a, as a guy, I don't think I'd want that happening. <laughs> Not no. at all. Could be life-changing. <laughs> <That> could be. <laughs> oh. All right. I don't want to think about that anymore. So both of you guys will be racing this weekend. Have you ever have you beat him in any races yet? I don't know. Finished ahead of him at all? Carts. Okay, well, I meant in the late model. Not even a heat race? I haven't. Yeah, you break no. last lap every time. If we've oh. got carts at Rusty's, he will lead every single lap except for the last lap. It'll be my 25. Cart, my cart only runs for 24 laps. That's because you're uh, you're waiting for every the... Every time, three times in a row. You're mm-hmm. waiting for the checkered flag, or right. the white flag, and it just never comes. It goes back to that leading race thing yeah, we right. talked about it it's earlier. It's the worst. Right. No, I mean in the late model. Have you you haven't bested him yet? You think, think so. that'll happen uh, next season? Hopefully. Okay. Or maybe even this weekend. It's coming. It's, <laughs> it's coming. Yeah. Have you ever had contact? Made you know hit him at all or anything? Well, this weekend when everybody piled up, we were in the same wreck. I didn't really hit him. I hit another car, which hit him. That doesn't count. I meant I meant racing each other and you know I don't, door slam I don't or something. Think we've rubbed fenders at all or anything. Yeah, well, rusty. let me tell you, we have you've never faced family unity in, <laughs> until your kid runs into you. Right. Uh-huh. You speak from experience. I do indeed. <laughs> I can think of several just this season. Uh, a couple, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but your son had a good season. He finished top ten in points. He did. I've, I was oh. real proud of him this year. Steve Miller. Yeah. yeah. Give him a shout out. Oh, I was speaking of shout-outs. Uh, I closed on my house tonight, and I told uh, Ross Mortgage I'd give them a little plug. Jason Sprague, they're all involved in racing. Mike Fisher oh, nice. helping me out. So if you need a mortgage. There's, there's your sponsor. There you go, Ross Mortgage. So they're heavily into racing and stuff. Do you need to answer that? Nah. No. Nope, not that not, one. Not that one? Okay. Um, we play How Many. Have you guys played How Many with us before? Did we do that last time you were here? No clue what that is. All right, well, I'm going to tell you. Last week we did, uh, we guess. It's a guessing thing. We played How Many uh, 410 Sprints were going to be at uh, Fremont on Saturday for the big race there, that Christopher Bell won. Um, the information I found, I, I found 36. Okay. And uh, that would make me the winner because I guessed 43 for the in-studio people, which oh, was okay. just me and you last week. Yeah, Okay. Uh, online, Allison Miller <laughs> was. Uh, I know the, her. Do you? Yes, my granddaughter. I guess that makes sense with the Miller name, huh? That, that's Steve's daughter. Is it? Yeah. One of. Okay. I only know Stephanie. You know Stephanie. Now yeah. you know Allison. Well, I don't, but Allison was the winner. She was exactly on. Yay, Allie. With, uh, Way 36. to go, girl. 
So get with Dean Henry, and uh, he's going to hook you up with some uh, free pizza from Mr. D's Pizza in Fremont. That's it. But you do have to go to Fremont to get it. Probably, yeah. He's probably not going to deliver it to, to the Toledo area, unfortunately. Probably should. Um, I wonder if Uber Eats would do that. I don't know. I don't know. Money will buy anything. If you pay the right amount, it'll happen. So this week, uh, we're going to guess... How many topless models are we going to see at Oakshade this weekend? Models, yeah, models. Yeah, or I purposely let off the. Uh-huh. <laughs> purposely let off, left off the late, but yeah. Well, let's go topless, topless late models. models. Yeah, okay. How many vehicles that'll be topless in the late model class at Oakshade? Because I think the other ones are optional in the bars right. and uh, sportsmen. sportsmen compacts. Not optional, but really, yeah. Oh, there's a. I forget the reason, but. Anyways, okay. late models. How many late models are we going to have at Oakshade this weekend? 32. All right. I'm putting you down for 32. 32 and a quarter. By the way, you don't win pizza or anything. None of the studio people win stuff. We just mentioned your name next week if you we win, though. Sweet. That's you. What do you got? 23. 23? All right. That was a good number. I think uh, I think Plymouth is going to take a few cars away. Uh, this weekend's the corn harvest up mid-Michigan. Uh, ooh. I hate to do it, Matt. Twenty-two. Can I change my number? Unless is it <laughs> is it closest without going over? No, uh, it's just closest. Oh. Unless if Plymouth it's, rains out, that all changes. Yeah, unless it's a tie as the closest, then whoever's under. That's my tiebreaker. It's my rules. I kind oh, of make it okay. up as I go. Really, all right. anything to help him win. Yeah. Right. So I'm going to go with twenty-four. Ooh. Wow. Jeez. I'm going to have to hit this one right on, huh? Yeah, pretty much. Aren't <laughs> <you>? <laughs> so we'll find out. And if uh, you want to play online people already are jerry signer says 30 garrett wiles says 25 flagman matt says 17 you're a little low there man he's a, not very optimistic phil uh this guy's 22 so if you want to all right if you want to play along online go ahead and uh put your comment in on our uh, uh facebook live video you can do that even when we're not live but whoever guesses the number first if it's a uh, if there's two people, I guess, the same number, they get the credit. And you could win uh, possibly Mr. D's Pizza, courtesy of Dean Henry. That's it. Can but I you got to go num- through him. Can I put my number on Facebook? Um, that's, a, that's a good question. Haven't tried that. Sure. I guess. Sure. Go for it. Why not? Sweet. I make the rules, so, yeah. yeah. If it's on there. Um, let's talk about some upcoming racing this weekend, and then we'll get to our weekend weather pit stop before we wrap up the show. This weekend, not much going on uh, closer to home. There's the... Uh, Plymouth race. What's going on there? American Ethanol. Okay. Autumn That's right. Classic. Friday, Saturday. Big when's show. The, when's their season wrap up? The Ethanol? Yeah. For October 12th is their okay. last race at I-96. That's right. That's I do remember seeing that. Um, Eldora will be in action on Friday and Saturday night. Night one of the Four Crown Nationals with the World of Outlaw Sprints plus USAC Silver Crown qualifying is tomorrow night. Gates open at 2, raising an A. General admission is 29 bucks. Uh, reserve seats 34 Saturday night Oakshade Raceway of course we've been talking about that in action with the topless models of the late kind topless late models uh, means the roofs are going to be cut off it'll be family friendly bring the kids it'll be fine I don't know about Matt the flag man though that might be a little scary if he does go topless um, nothing illegal about it though I suppose UMP Sportsman Bombers Compacts all back in action gates open at 4 racing at 7 and uh, general mission $14 at Oakshade Saturday at Eldora's night two of the four crown nationals with USAC midgets, sprints, and uh, 
and midgets. Why did I put sprints and midgets and midgets? Uh, the All-Star Circuit of Champions sprints there as well. Gates open at noon on Saturday at Eldora, racing at 8. General admissions, 34 bucks, $39 for reserve seats. Wow. Wow. And uh, you said the corn harvest is going on this weekend up yep. at mid-Michigan? mid-Michigan, right. Is that uh, all weekend? Yeah. Friday, Saturday? Friday, Saturday, Sunday. What uh, classes are they running up there? Uh, That's a tight little track. Have yeah, you run up there? it's fun place. I've never been there, no. It's a tight fun, little it's track. It's a fun place. Um, late, obviously, late models, uh, modifieds, street stocks, front-wheel drive. I think there's five classes. Okay. You can probably find them on Facebook and yep. get that information. So Let's check out the weekend uh, weather pit stop with uh, Ryan Weekman. He uh, apparently had... Uh, um, Robert Shields, chief meteorologist over there at Channel 11, uh, having some uh, sound effects helping, for this one. Hel- he was helping. He was helping out, yeah. So uh, we left this one unedited, and we will air it as we receive it. <laughs> We're going to leave that in. That's Robert. This is your weekend weather pit stop forecast. I'm first alert meteorologist Ryan Weekman. Sound effects courtesy of meteorologist Robert Shields. Hey, we've got races at Eldora Friday night. We'll watch out closely. Could have some scattered showers moving in from the west, but more than likely we're going to stay dry in Eldora. Uh, Saturday, really nice conditions. Yeah, there's going to be some rain overnight late Friday into early Saturday potentially, but by the time we get to race time Saturday evening, should be great. Eldora, Oakshade, both places should see temperatures somewhere into the 70s. Great fall weather with heat still expected to return early next week. This has been your weekend weather pit stop forecast. Be sure to download that free First Alert weather app. I'm First Alert meteorologist Ryan Weekman. Robert, any more sound effects? Vroom! Vroom. Yep, that just happened. Okay. (laughs) That happened. So uh, depending on how much uh, rain we get overnight... Hopefully we'll be all right. We haven't had a lot of rain lately, so, so I'm, I'm thinking we're going to be all right. All right. I don't know why you guys are even talking about that. We don't use the R the word R when word. it comes to race day. It, it's just track prep. Right. There you go. Precipitation. Yeah. It'll be a fast track. Again, which will work sure. out in your favor, most likely. Let's hope. <laughs> Although you did say that uh, the cars, and I think I've heard it from you too, that the cars handle uh, totally different without the roofs on, the late models they do. do. What is uh, the big? Does it lose downforce? What's uh, it adds downforce actually? It adds downforce without the yeah. roof on it. Yep. How does that work? I it suspect is. that the roof causes turbulence, Scott, and it lets the deck and the spoiler do what they do best. So there's and more downforce on the rear end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes sense. I'll accept that. Just getting more air to the spoiler. So does that make it drive worse then, or better, just or different. just different? Yeah, I mean, if you were racing like that all the time, you would be adjusted. For it, but just so you're not sure what the setup so and then taking sh- the roof off. So you're not sure what what adjustments are would to make uh, to compensate for right, that, right? Right. But it's a uh, pretty much for everybody because sure. not everybody runs yeah. topless every right day. Although there's some people that did you take notes when you run topless? No. Nah. Remember what you did last year? I, I really don't. <laughs> okay. uh, all I know is I I freed the car up a little bit before we left and. Is go from there. Yeah. All right. Wing it. Right. Uh, thanks to associate producer Dave Kemmer for uh, helping out, and uh, I'll probably need his help a lot because next week I'm going to be, I'll be, I'll come in to do the show, but I'm going to be off work all next week. Working really? Working at my new house, yeah. So I will rely on information 
pretty much uh, primarily uh, gathered from Dave Kemmer. He'll be a big source of the show next week. All right. Yeah. Um, what are we going to do about the Dirty 30? I don't know. Anything? Okay. We're going to talk to uh, Chris about that. Yep. And Check uh, our uh, Facebook page tomorrow. Check Sandusky Speedway's uh, website, their Facebook page. Uh, there was an issue, again, with uh, with sponsorship uh, falling through, so uh, they're, they're a little apprehensive about uh, going through with this because uh, they don't want to, you know, it, it costs a lot of money to put on a race. And, yes, it does. And you don't want to have to pay out of pocket. Uh, and it's probably the last race of the year, and if you're yeah. wrong, you're going to be eating hot dogs until New Year's Day. So, uh, like I said, if you're interested and you want this race to happen, definitely fill out that form, SanduskySpeedway.com slash dirty three zero or uh, contact chris or uh, doug doc over there um and if you want your sponsor if that's right if you're a sponsor you want to put some money into this thing definitely get a hold of them the sanduskyspeedway.com they have uh contact information on there and it has all the makings of, of being a great race it just needs to happen there you go uh, don't forget to nominate us for Toledo City Paper Best of Toledo Local Podcast category on there. You can uh, go to ToledoCityPaper.com. And once you do that, once you're good, uh, I think that goes for a few more weeks Right, taking the nominations. So uh, tell your friends to nominate us after you do it so we make sure we're on the ballot. And we're going to take care of the Russian collusion uh, that uh, kept us uh, from winning last year. Uh, we've got the Ukraine working on that for us. So, yeah, we're ahead of the curve this year. I'll, I'll accept that. I will accept that. Uh, next week, we'll be back oh, with, my. with another show. It'll be super huge and awesome. That's all I can say. Uh, if there's... What? What, Scott? I don't know. Lost my train of thought there. Oh. Dead Make air. sure to call... Make Dead, sure... I Dead got air music. scares me. Yeah, well, I had music covering, so it was all good. Uh, make sure to give uh, Ron Miller Race Cars a call for all your uh, racing needs, right, parts, supplies, service. 734-856-7223. 856-RACE, give us a call. Almost got it memorized. Darn you. Um, we'll see you next week. CamerdownRaceReport.com. Uh, more information on Camerdown Racing Report there. All the ways you can listen to us. Thanks for listening. Thanks to Matt Shipley, Colin Shipley, for uh, coming in tonight. And uh, good Thanks. luck this weekend. Thanks for having us. And good luck next year with the uh, Ethanol Series. You. Thanks. All right. We're out. We're going home now. You have been listening to the Hammer Down Racing Report from the Ron Miller Race Car Studio. Listen on demand on iHeartRadio. Hi, listeners. We wanted to take a moment to tell you about another podcast from Evergreen Podcasts and Sound Talent Media called Pit Lane Parlay. Pit Lane Parlay is the go-to podcast for IndyCar and motorsports-related news. Each episode, we discuss things like our favorite drivers, news clips from the last week, and generally giving each other a hard time about predictions we've made in the past and or life stories that have come up recently. We really have a lot of fun with it and really enjoy each other's company, and we hope you can come join us too. Join Pit Lane Parlay by following us on your favorite podcast today.